Well, hello, everybody. Happy holidays and everything else. Welcome to the Grayscale Gorilla podcast. And today we have Chad Ashley here with us. How you been there, buddy? Doing good. Looking good. And Chris Schmidt, how are you, sir? Doing well. Staying warm. Yeah. You know what? I feel festive today. I got the scarf on. I'm feeling it's a little chilly in here. The weather's getting cold. And um, I got to start by letting everybody know that we just announced today our uh, end of the year 40% off Grayscale Gorilla sale. 40%? So, say say what? what? Crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, if you um, uh, if you want to say forty percent on uh, everything from Grayscale Gorilla, put this date in your calendar, December twelfth. We're pre-announcing the sale so that you have plenty of time to figure out what you want. Um, you know, get all the credit cards ready. Start you know asking the boss, maybe buy them an early you know Christmas present, warm them up a little bit. Get ready for December twelfth. It's going to be forty percent off. It's twenty four hours only. Uh, it starts at ten central 10 a.m central on december 12th through the next day uh at 10 central uh everything in the store is 40 percent off uh it, this does exclude x particles um but it's always hard because you know we don't we don't own x particles uh but everything else in the store is going to be 40 percent off including new training including new plugins that we've launched over the year um everything everything go in there make your cart get ready if you have any questions uh please don't uh, forget to hit up support all week. You know, we get a lot of people the day of the sale that have questions about bundle pricing and, and student discounts and all that stuff. And we want to help, but it's so hard to do the day of because there's so many. So make sure if you have any questions, hit up support this week. That'll actually help us out, help you out, get all the answers ready so that you can pull the trigger on December 12th. Last thing I'll say is if you want any other details, head to grayscalegorilla.com slash sale. And there you'll find a post that spells out a little bit more about the sale. And uh, on December 12th, make sure you head back to that blog post. Or if you're on our newsletter, we're going to email it out as well. We're going to have a special discount code that'll allow you to get the 40% off. So uh, I had to start off right away because, you know, I'm excited big, about big, it. Big, big, big. It's a big day. It's a big day. Big day. Um, big day. Anyway, big week for us, big week for uh for everything. We're 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 here getting ready in in the holiday spirit, getting towards the end of the year. And I uh, hope you have some money saved over from from all that Black Friday stuff going down. I don't. You are you <laughs> Chris is tapped out. Yeah, you're done. You, did you get your 3D printer and everything, Chris? No, that doesn't arrive till the end of January, sadly. But that's because I was oh. getting like uh, I'm getting the newest new version of it. Which so is new, only it doesn't starting exist. to shift. It's printing yeah. itself right now. It is actually it is. They they do that. A bunch of the parts are three D printed, and they have a gigantic render farm of their own machines making more machines. That's pretty can amazing. A, can a three D printer print itself? Like while it's being, could that? Whole, that's an existential question, I guess. I think it's an engineering question, and <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that's the best ever. <laughs> and I think it, it would have to be done before it could continue. But I think there are, like, outside of the motors, you can make an entirely 3D printed printer. Hmm. But, you know, obviously the electronics need to be separate. Nice. Uh, what, uh, what, look, look at my list here because we're, we're, oh, I remember now. Wait, hold on. I remember now. Last week, I wanted to bring this up really quick. Last week's podcast, we came up with this theory that turned out to be pretty interesting and it just it spurred a lot of discussion and it's the idea that 
uh, if you if you make a triangle and you put more money on one side of the triangle, work-life balance on the other side of the triangle, and good work on the other side of the triangle, that one of the goals as a creative person in your career is to try to get like as close to the center of that triangle as possible. And if you haven't heard that podcast where we kind of were talking about this theory, um, it, it, it just, it sparked a lot of good discussion and it started getting people thinking about where they are in that, you know, in that circle and how to move closer to, you know, maybe you are doing really good work, but you're just working so many hours. You're not able to spend it with friends or family, how to start to move those things around. So if you haven't heard that podcast, definitely go back and check out last week where we talk about that and, uh, check out the comments on YouTube as well. Cause there, there's some really good like long form discussions on, uh, frankly, a lot of stories that you guys shared with us on transitioning from one part of that circle to another. So I just want to thank know. everybody. I gotta, I gotta go look at those comments myself. Look at them yeah, comments, that man. That was a. I feel like we um, we we came upon something that is pretty universal in in this industry, and and it's almost it. I was actually surprised at how many people said they were pretty close to the center. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome, man. Like, don't move, you know, just like stay there because that's a really good place to be. And then, you know, there's some people that at different points in their life, they have to be at certain weights on that, on the, on the diagram, because, just because things happen. And, yeah. and you well, when you're young, there. you can like get rid of the uh, work-life balance and just right, go crazy, exactly. work all the crazy hours. Exactly. And, but it is kind of an interesting thing to like go back and look at and say, well, I'm going to check in with myself and see where I sit on this. And if I, if I'm, and usually you would do this if you're unhappy, because if you're happy, you're not even thinking about it. You're just like, whatever. But if you're unhappy at work, maybe it's time to take a look at that diagram and try to plot where you are. Maybe that'll help you understand why you're not happy. Well, also, we just had Thanksgiving go by. You gotta just be, you shouldn't only think about it when you're not happy. You should be like, hey, wait a minute. I'm happy right now. You should appreciate that. Like, just in the same way, you don't appreciate that you're healthy until you're not healthy. That's and very even when, true. It, like, when you get, you know, whatever, you got some, you know, you, you bang your knee and your knee hurts for a month and it just kind of fades away and you don't think about it. And what, you know, that day after it fades away, you gotta be like, hey, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And I should appreciate the fact that it doesn't. I'm so not that person. I wish I was that person, but I'm I'm the out of sight, out of mind person. That like I, <laughs> I, I I could like you know I don't know stub my toe on the end table and be like oh my god this damn end table and then the next week I will have not moved the end table. I will have not I will have not I I would it's like all but gone from my memory and a week later I'll stub my toe on that same weekly toe stubbing. I'm like yeah I'm not I need to get better at that. Yeah, it makes you feel alive. I think a little bit of pain here and there is always good for 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 humanity. You know, it makes like, you feel alive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a. It's like a. It's like a good hangover. You need like one a, every yes. couple months or so because when, an evanescent song from the 1990s. I think what good hangover. Sounds, no, like uh, I need pain to feel alive or something. That sounds like a no, lyric from like. You know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Don't take it too far, but hey, you know, when 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 you are healthy, it, to, everything's contrast, right? There is no light without dark. There is there is no health without without you know pain, right? There there wouldn't be a word for it if we didn't have the other side. So uh, you know, I like that to be be thankful. Yeah. That that was last week. Yeah. You don't so uh, what else? What week. other announcements we get? 
Oh my goodness. We also, uh, just like last year during our, um, uh, our end of the year sale, we kind of did an experiment last year that we're going to do again this year. So it's, I guess it's less of an experiment, but we're going to do live shows. Uh, Chris and me, Chad, all doing live shows during the day of the sale, partly to just answer questions about the sale. Any, anything you guys want to learn about our, uh, our products or our training. We like doing the live stuff because we can answer it right away really quickly, but it's also really fun. Uh, we, we're going to schedule it. It's going to be on our, um, live page. So if you go to grayscalegorilla.com slash live, you're going to see a full schedule there through the end of the year, not just other tutorials that we already have planned, but three, three shows in a row on December 12th. So even if you're out there and you're like, guys, I, I already got all your stuff. I'm already using all your stuff. I'm watching all your stuff. Come join us because um, if you have any questions about the sale, first of all, come join us. But again, it's good. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun day of learning and playing and answering questions and yeah, hanging hours. out with our audience. Three, three hours, hours of Cinema 4D straight. It's crazy. Non-stop. Non-stop. Um, so yeah, come on by. We'd love to see you guys. Uh, and I think we're going to do it again this year where we mix it up between different live show channels. Uh, so maybe Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Um, what else? Um, what else is there? Justin TV. Go back to Ustream, maybe? No, <laughs> no, never again. Oh, man. Those were the days. All right, comment below if you remember <laughs> the Ustream days. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's uh, that's this week. Um, we oh, Wait, there's one more this week. Wasn't there a little... You said you had a little bit of Render Wars to do. Chad, is there is there Render Wars update? I do, but I... I, I want to hear chris do that sound again no i did it i did it i planned it this time so we didn't go back and do it don't call it out <laughs> that's the best part about it that's, that's my favorite part about it dude i can't not call it out all right so yeah render wars update what do we got okay a lot of new things coming out a lot of updates so i'll start with octane octane release 3.08 test version that's got some pretty interesting updates a new osl texture projection update uh some new tune shading uh, abilities which i have not checked out yet looking forward i haven't to seen it either that. um let's see it's got a new uh, ability to custom uh, support custom luts so we're gonna take a look and see if our grayscale gorilla uh gorilla grade luts will work in there i have not checked out yet hopefully they will which will be pretty cool to be able to actually load our luts in octane on sale december 12th exactly uh and there's a new simplified mixed material system that looks pretty interesting so uh pretty pretty decent update from octane uh redshift in the redshift news they've announced and started uh talking about custom aovs and the new version actually has a new aov workflow which is much improved over the previous workflow aov question mark yes if you're wondering what an aov is that stands for arbitrary output variable a very fancy term for passes basically setting up different passes uh whether it's custom passes or diffuse reflection refraction matte passes that sort of thing that's what an aov is so if you've heard that term and wondered what it is now you know and in arnold news they've been leaking a lot of images about their new tune shading abilities which is not 
necessarily uh, been given a time or date of release yet, but it is something that has been looking really interesting. Lee Griggs has been kicking out some really killer tune shaded renders for them on their Twitter. So I'm very much looking forward to checking that out very soon. And uh, that's all I got for Render Wars. It was quite a bit. That's a that's a that's a big update. It's been a little slow toward the end of the year, but then uh, everyone's getting their their last minute punches in before the uh, before the end of the year. Maybe the the budget's going in to buy decide what renders going on. And it might be a good time to bring up too. Um, we still get questions all the time. The the render wars landscape is constantly changing. That's why we're trying to always keep you updated. If you are unclear, if you have more questions about all these different renders, maybe which one to start learning or start playing with, don't forget about our article called, and I want to mess up the name here. Chad, do you have the official name of this article here? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Put um, you on the spot. I will find it. Just stall. stall. What, render, what render should I use? Cinema 4D. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Google. Uh, look at this. Google. Did it work? Google, man. What a those guys smart. Those guys are doing it right. Yeah. So I, I typed in a. It's called what what render should I use in Cinema 4D? Um. So uh, you type that in somehow in in uh, Google. Well, we're also gonna have uh, of course show notes. If you're listening, we always uh, try to keep some good show notes and any links that we're uh, talking about to always uh, keep those. So if you're watching here on YouTube, it's gonna be down in the description. If you're listening to us on iTunes. First of all, thank you for all the comments and and uh, reviews lately on the podcast. Always appreciate that. And second of all, uh, you could find them in your podcast app. Most podcast apps will just be able to see the um, the notes as well. So uh, any links that we're mentioning will be there. But if uh, to finish my thought, if you want to start to learn more about these render stuff, we have what render should I use in Cinema 4D? It's going to try to point you in the right direction depending on uh, what you're doing inside of Cinema 4D. There really isn't a perfect answer. There's not a, you know, everybody should use X render kind of answer. And Chad did a really good job of spelling out some of the pros and cons of each of them. And this is where we're going to keep this updated. So this isn't just like wh where the industry is when it was posted. We're going to try to stay on top of this and make sure um, as many things uh, that we're pointing you in the right direction no matter when you're reading this. So definitely check it out. There used to be a nifty quiz at the bottom of this, but I've had a few people call that out that it's it's no longer active. I'm going to see what I can do to find a place to put that quiz because the quiz company that we were using kind of got rid of the tier that we were on. So I'm going to try to get that that going again. That was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people using that. So I'm on it. I'm looking for a replacement. Love it. Look at this. Got some. You guys are always doing cool stuff. There's an HDRI link image at the bottom of this article. Look at that. Hey, good reminder. If you have HDRI link and you've been looking at our uh, HDRI packs, sale, December 12th. Put it on the calendar. All right, we uh we we should what are we doing today? Podcast? Is this is this uh, is this what we're doing? I think so. Am I in the right am I in the right room? <laughs> is this the right planet? <laughs> uh so you know, as always we're trying to find topics to to help the um the motion designer, the 3D artist out there try to try to help you do your best work. Uh and as always, it's not always uh, about what software you use. I know we talk a lot about render wars, we talk about a lot about Cinema 4D, but it's also about you know, how you use this stuff. And I think, you know, uh, Chad, I'll probably pass it off to you. 
you you had kind of a a question or a theory, something to kind of spark a discussion that um, was really interesting. Do you want to kind of set this one up for today's topic? Yeah, um, it kind of came to me because uh, I'm a I'm a beta tester of a lot of different softwares, and I'm fortunate enough to to be parts of these of these different betas, and I've learned some things about about being in this and these betas that I think is it should be or I think it's valuable to to talk about uh, even if you're not and that is you should always be trying to break stuff and that that mentality I think is is really important in creative work because the only way you're going to test yourself and get better and uh, push your boundaries as if you're breaking things and not necessarily just trying to see if you can make cinema 4d crash but i think you should do that that's something you should be doing save often um, yeah but um pushing things to the point where they break is healthy uh, because you don't get better you don't learn if you're not doing these things and and just a little context so what i mean by that is like as a beta tester for our software and other softwares is i always try to push it as far as i can and and see how far i can i can make it flex before it snaps and and i also like to do that with production too i like to try to try to push it as far as i can and and be ready to to fix the problems or solve the problems when they happen. So I guess it was just an idea I had about um, a question, I guess, more likely, uh, more than anything, just to ask people, are you doing what you can every day to break things? Because I think that that's a really healthy thing. If you're not, if you're just, you know, doing the status quo and, and just sort of going through the motions, then maybe you're not doing all you can to get better. Because if you're not, crashing an app or breaking the process and having to figure out a major problem then then maybe you're not doing all that you could be doing mm. is there is there a distinction um because i know how to crash cinema I ask chris man i'll figure it out you put it put everything into a soft body dynamics and uh and then if that doesn't do it you know you you, you uh put that in a cloner and then into an and then into soft body dynamics, put more tags on it. I'll figure out how to crash it, but that doesn't seem as helpful creatively as uh as trying to find the boundaries, right? Like, and that's kind of what you're saying. Like, find the boundaries of how far you can push it. Right. Um, right. And yeah, and try to find a way around the problem. Cause in a way, maybe I'm mistaken what you're saying. In a way, you're saying get yourself into a pinch because then you're going to find a creative solution out of it. That's exactly my point. I think that's actually for once, see what like <laughs> you usually take what I say and like, well, you kind of did it again. Make um, it more complicated. Yeah. That's what I usually do. Uh, like, or just repeat it. No, this actually works though. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, cause you, you know, like you just said it, 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 you can't really well here say it again say it again because i feel like i'm not going to say it as well either the second time no I, I if i think we're agreeing on this which sometimes we do uh yeah yeah it, it, seeing finding where your boundaries are you you, you can only do it if you push further than you did before and in some ways if i'm hearing you right and i'm kind of hearing what we're talking about today 
it's finding ways to use the tools you already know how to use in new ways. And one of the ways that you could do that is to push those tools as hard as they can until something doesn't work the way that you think it should. And then the goal is not to break it and go, I did it. The goal is to break it and go, okay, now how do I get around it? What's the way around this? So if I want 100,000 things on the screen at once and, and MoGraph dies, if I try to push too many particles into it and I don't have X particles to solve this problem, how do I get around it? Well, now you're now you can think in a new way and say, okay, what if I do this in passes and I do 10,000, I only render out 10,000 at a time and then I use that in After Effects and I can clone it all together and make a crowd right. out of it. Right. Those are the solutions. Maybe I'm getting too specific with that, but those are the solutions where you can start to learn things you don't already know. And and so that that's how I'm hearing you say, like, don't just break it to break it. Break it to figure out a way around it. Yeah, you, I think you should. I, I'm not, I think you should also break it and report that you broke it so that software people can make it better. But yeah, that's the ultimate point of what I'm trying to get to is you should be breaking it so that you can learn your way around it. You can't really... Um, uh, you, you, you can't necessarily, you can't just walk up to a bridge and have the bridge break and be like, well, that's broke. I'm out. You know, like that's, a, that's a Calvin and Hobbes strip. It's gonna, uh, how do you know what the bridge weighs? Is that, how do you, how do they know what a bridge weighs? And he goes, they keep driving heavier and heavier <laughs> trucks over it until it collapses and then they rebuild the bridge. That's but, I, but in a way, when you're doing software stuff, that is the way you do it. You push the limits, you push the limits, you push the limits, and then you hit that limit. You're like, now I know where that limit is. Let me start trying to find ways around it. Yeah, that's kind of that's exactly it. Yeah, and and I think it's it's something that we all sort of naturally do here at GSG. But it's something that I think a lot of people um, don't think about or they don't even realize that they're doing that is a really important i think part of of growing and getting better and working with teams is even makes that easier too because sometimes doing that in a vacuum can be really really hard if you don't have somebody to lean over and say hey uh i just i just drove up to this point in the bridge and the whole thing collapsed like what do you is what do you think i should like build a bigger bridge or should i go build a bridge down river like so it's just an important thing, I think, to talk about and think about in, in terms of your process. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, you're describing the creative process in general, which is how do you come up with great ideas and how do you come up with creative ideas? And in a lot of ways, it's it's breaking the current concept of ideas and turning it on its head or doing the opposite or thinking about the opposite. Um, and in another way, it's 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 almost literally what you're saying, which is like, just break it, break the convention. So like, think about creative ideas that come that come out in the world. A lot of times they're anti the establishment. They're anti what has like, there, there'll be a really photo real 3D thing for a long time. And then all of a sudden this real cartoony feel comes along because it's breaking the standard. It's, it's, it's pushing against what people expect. So I think this, in some ways is is expandable to a lot of things if you if if you are doing your job and it goes really well for too long that that might not be a good thing right 
Yeah, as, a, as a related thing, by the way, I think I crashed cinema. I was trying to crash it while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just throw a sphere into a meta ball and set it to 0 0.001 and then make it editable. <laughs> it might exactly. not be crashed. It might just take like nine hours to process. But <laughs> Chris knows um, that's just a memory thing, though. You know, like that. It's just running out of. Well, what's the difference memory. between the? I if it's never, know. if it's never going to figure itself out, then. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 there's, Does anybody really there's, know what time it is? There's easy ways, I think, to to like, like you like you just did. You can crash. You can crash anything if you if you really put enough zeros on it. Put enough zeros into it, but. I guess the idea is that um, to think like a think like a beta tester all the time, where you should always be looking for new ways to kind of push it. Whether put it being the three D application they're using, the creative endeavor that you you're going down, or whatnot, but kind of applying that same mentality to the your work. The applied mentality is actually something that I somewhat struggle with, where I will push the limits all the time. In Cinema 40, I'm constantly pushing the limits in every, all directions. And then I tend to take the stuff and think of it in a very practical way afterward. And as a point of contrast, there's I'm always fascinated when somebody goes and essentially breaks something. They go into, let's just say, in Cinema 40, and you make something, and you get a weird artifact, and it's like, that's not supposed to happen, but I'm going to take that thing and now do an artistic version of it and essentially take something that is a mistake or a limitation or an artifact of some sort and now put it in a frame and hang it on the wall and be like, look, art, like I've pushed the limit to this place and my brain doesn't work that way, but I'm always kind of fascinated, especially when I'm like, I'm, I did that same mistake two years ago and like, so it, on one level, it's like, that's a really simple thing to do. But on the other hand, it's like, but they thought about it in a creative way that actually did make it engaging, that turned it useful. Well, it, I think, though, in a way, that's, that is what Chad's describing, which is the only way you're going to find something new <clears throat> that you can do differently from other people is not to necessarily read the manual more. It's to find creative ways to break it and to mash it up with other ideas. And so I think that is what I, if I'm hearing it right, that is what Chad's describing is, is for, okay, for example, we all have tried putting a soft body uh, tag on something and dropping it and somehow this, you don't have enough samples and it explodes and it starts to triangulate and like blow up everywhere. Chris, you've seen me do this a hundred oh, times. Geez, yeah. I mean, that happens to everybody who puts has two soft bodies in the scene, like for right. sure. Right. And if you haven't, pause this and go do it. It's really cool. And it's really beautiful. When it explodes, it explodes in all these little shards and it goes crazy. And and some it, it, the only the only way that you're gonna learn how soft bodies work is to A, go break it like that and go, okay, why did it break? And so I in in some ways, I think what we're talking about is okay, now you broke soft bodies. How do you fix it? Well then you're gonna learn how to turn up your geometry. You're gonna learn how to turn up your samples, how to how to uh, calculate more frames per step, like all the little things you could do for your soft bodies to clean it up. But also to Chris's point, you now have a really cool creative way to make all this weird geometry jump around the screen and maybe there's a creative way that your next client will be able to use that technique and you know what i mean so there's there's yeah. multiple angles to this and it's it's just going to give you more it's going to give you more tools in your tool belt when you're 
your client ask you for something interesting that they haven't seen before, you might be able to, to do it because you've seen something new that nobody else has seen. And secondarily, if you really know how to fix that problem, now you are technically more able to, to solve a more, a, a more technical soft body problem that right. maybe your, uh, somebody else, you know, another freelancer won't be able to solve because they were stuck doing it the right, the quote right way the whole time. And they never knew how to fix it when it broke. I think that, that that's an important, that's an important facet to this discussion. I think is that you, um, let's, let's use like, um, let's use man versus machine and the amazing abstract work that they do um, as an example, I think, because I don't think they set out with um, sometimes I'm sure they have set out with very clear goals, a storyboard, a piece of concept art to go after that. But a lot of the really cool stuff that they've done uh, came from experimentation. It came from testing and pushing and breaking. And from that you get, gems and if you don't if you're not out there mining if you're not out there pushing it you're not going to find those gems you're not going to find that unique thing that it does when you do this and this that you can't get any other way you won't find it unless you're out there like messing around and breaking it and that's that's the that's a really it's a really important part i, I remember like kind of telling my team back when i was at a studio if you had free time experiment you know just make some weird stuff like push some feature some aspect of the software too far and see what happens um try to get out of a pickle try to back try to paint yourself into a corner and get out and flex those muscles because it's it's a really it's something that they don't teach and, and you don't really you learn how to use the software you don't necessarily learn how to use no, I was really deep and stupid. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna see if I could deliver that with a straight face, but I couldn't do it. But, but yeah, you know what I'm, you know what I'm going for. Yeah, from both sides of the spectrum, I have two quick stories I'll share. When I was starting learning uh, After Effects, Cinema 4D, um, one of the one of the ways that I tried to break things when I was watching a lot of tutorials was to watch a tutorial, learn something new. Let's say it's soft bodies. And then not just follow the tutorial and do it right, because of course that works. Like it worked for them, it worked for me. If I followed along right, then I'm just, um, what, what, I, what I call it is I followed the recipe. And if you follow the recipe and you do it right, well, of course you're gonna have the same chocolate chip cookies, or in this case, soft body dynamics that the, the person that taught it did it. And so while that's cool and while the cookies might be good, you're not really gonna be called a chef until you make something unique where you can combine different elements. So what I would do right away is take what I just learned and then mash it up with another tutorial. So I wasn't good enough to know how to break things directly, but what I what I would do is say, okay, well that was cool this little soft body thing. What happens when you put soft bodies in a cloner? Can I can I clone three soft bodies on top of each other and have them all smashed together? Well, that presents an, a unique challenge. Okay, well now I have it, it's running slower and it brings in other you know complications but now i'm trying to learn something new that the recipe didn't tell me directly and and that's an early way that i tried to break things 
really and chris will tell you i'll I'll put everything in a cloner i put all of our plugins in a cloner because i know somebody some of you out there is just gonna do it what happens when you put Lightkit pro in a cloner um so i you know in some ways that's just my my tendency in and i'll just bring up a, a different situation because i think we're all in different parts of our career um we do that now and i guess i just told you a story we do that now with our plugins and the way that we work is we we push it as hard as we can to try to break it because we know that somebody some creative person out there is going to use one of our tools like transform is a good example in a way that we never even intended them to use it so we want to make sure that it's compatible with as many things so we try to break it ourselves and we learn things about our own code and our own our own um you know, internal workings that we could do better and learn from by trying to break it on purpose. Yeah, I think I think we lost Chris, but yeah, um, it it it's an interesting idea. It's like trying to think that way. And getting back to your the recipe metaphor, I think is really interesting because I'm I'm learning I'm learning uh, Substance Designer right now, and I'm having a blast learning learning that software. And I really, the way that I like to learn software is very much, I like to kind of break down the components and learn the ingredients and, and do and make the cookies the way that somebody in the recipe shows me. And then I kind of break down the recipe and I'm like, oh, so that's how they, that's how they're using flour. Okay. I wonder if I could use flour over here like this. And like, I wonder if I, and then once you kind of like get uh, an idea of how, these recipes come together and how how you're applying the different steps to make these cookies it's that ability later from practice and just lots of practice and lots of mistakes and lots of breaking and lots of like wow that doesn't look anything like what i thought it was going to only then will you get to a place after a lot of time and effort where you can make up your own recipe and that, that works so well like as the kind of cooking analogy where, where, like, I, I, like, I, I have a couple things I tinker around with cooking, but then you, nope, I think we lost him again. Oh man, this is the part of the episode where Chris has um microphone problems. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> he was, he was just about to say the most important thing, and <laughs> his face is stuck. If you're not watching, his face uh, no. is stuck, like about to formulate this thought. So hopefully he'll be back in a second. I just. I I just hit him on the on the Slack there. His uh, his Comcast has been he's been having some Comcast woes well, of late. New tool. Uh oh, he was in and out. So he's still he not knows. aware. He's unaware. Quickly, uh, as we get uh, Chris back together here, um, it's reminding me of a blog post I wrote. Uh, I just looked it up. I wrote this in two thousand and eight. Uh, wow, which is amazing. I think this was before I did even After Effects tutorials on this website, but it's called Stop Watching and Start Doing No More Cooking Shows. And it goes through a little bit of this analogy on um, basically what I just said about not just following the, the recipe to a T because you're, you're really not learning as much as you are as if you experimented and tried to put what happens if you put cinnamon in this in this recipe and what happens if you put um you know lime in this recipe that's when you're going to start to make something that is your own a lot of, for a lot of you looking for your style looking for how you make something more unique 
it, it will never be unique if you don't try to you know at least mash things together and put something in that's unexpected or that hasn't been been done and so uh, if you want to read it it's in the show notes i just put it in there and it's called stop uh watching and start doing um anyway that's uh if that's helpful for anybody i'll put those in the notes and well let's see if uh let's see how chris is doing chris how you how you feeling I've had Comcast out five times this month. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Oh man, that's uh, frustrating. You, uh, you. The thing is, is you had some, you, you, you had the extra passion. So I'm going to shut up and see if, if your mic's working and uh, let you continue going through that. Do you remember where you were? Oh, dude, he's out again. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> oh man. God dang. God. Sorry, sorry, Chris. Sorry, buddy. Hey, uh, Chad, early, maybe, maybe you could share, um, something early in your career and something now in your career where you're, where you, where there's an example of what we're talking about, where you push something and learn something new. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I think, uh, probably early, I would say that I, I, I was a one man, 3d department at a post house in chicago and i think every day i was kind of i was kind of forced to push everything to its limit because i was the only 3d artist at the facility so i didn't really know what was too much to ask for in terms of what they would come at me with work and i didn't know any better so i would anything that came in into my room i would just try to figure it out and and through that i just kind of learned uh, a lot of hard lessons about how to cut corners and how to cheat because I didn't have this and I couldn't have didn't have time to do that. So I was constantly kind of testing myself in what I could get away with. That was kind of my um, that was my effects background helping inform my 3D skills at the time. Like what could I get away with in comp? What could I get away with if I shot this element? What? So it was a lot of like that sort of problem solving. And then um, as I started to sort of maintain or sort of like nurse this beta mentality throughout my career and started to actually become a beta tester, I think more recently I use a lot of those same um, skills when I'm testing our own software. So I'll, I'll, I'll come at it from a completely different perspective than than maybe chris would have because i've been doing production for a long time so i'll i'll come at it from a couple different aspects that maybe weren't thought about and i'll also stress test a lot of the more recently the renderers that i that i use i stress test them in ways that i would want um that i would be using it in production so for instance the the happy toolbox uh, animation that chris and i did I stress tested Redshift and Arnold in that and and Arnold came out on top. It wasn't anything to do with um uh it was a matter of like me trying to push it to a limit and then not be beholden to one decision strictly because of my allegiance to that software. It was about getting the job done, so I had to pivot. So it's it's about learning from those learning along the way, not being afraid to kind of pivot and move to a different thing. And that's kind of that mentality that I think I've always tried to maintain, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think in in some ways you're describing how to make yourself uncomfortable on purpose. 
You I know, guess. that might be another way. <laughs> might be another what, way. What a breakthrough! <laughs> oh, it just might be another way to think about this. It's not because to me, the the breaking of the software is is a part of it. But what that shows is that you're now in an environment that you that is unfamiliar. And so it, when you're in that environment, how do you now get out? Or like you said, you paint yourself in a corner. Um, how do you how do you get out of it? So by breaking things or mashing things together or pushing uh, uh, on on limits, uh, you're finding yourself in new doors and in new worlds that you can explore creatively, but also learn how to get back out. Um, because and and this is the important bit because when the client comes to ask you if you could do certain things and you've already been in that cave and you've made it back out alive then you can actually with confidence say yeah do i could figure it out and even better than that if you've got in if you've gotten in enough caves and figured out how to get yourself out then if they bring you something that you've never done before you could say with way more confidence yeah i could do that because right. you, that's a that's an excellent point i mean i can't I, when you said that i was like wow yeah that's so true i think my biggest fear in my entire career is not knowing how to do something so that fear made me want to try to do everything and like figure out like break stuff go down this path oh that didn't work let me try this i jumped on I meant from Maya to Softimage to 3ds Max, now to Cinema 4D. Tried Nuke. Try, try. I mean, like that's just the nature of me. Is like I, I, the fear. My biggest fear is not being able to do what's in my head. So I'm just going to try to learn everything. So, like when you're saying you keep traveling down all these dark caves to discover this or discover that or discover this, eventually you can be this confident in your ability to navigate dark caves. Right. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm. I, that's. Yeah, you could you could get put the explorer badge on your arm and and stand up in front of a meeting with confidence and say, yeah, I'm an I'm an explorer. Like, whatever you bring to us, we will figure out how to do it. And I and that's a much different path, or that's a much different energy than only saying yes to things that you've already done in the past. And it's a way more fun energy too. <laughs> it's frankly, scary, but it's fun. Yeah, it's I know the projects that that. Uh, that I worked on that I'm really proud of are in, in a lot of ways, the ones where like, I don't know, like this is going to be really crazy. But, but then because the system is broke, broken, because you're in a new uh, cave, your brain starts thinking of creative ways to get out. And, and now we're back at this MacGyver thing again, but you, it, it, it does come down to understanding how tools work. And if you only use, if you only use a hammer to hit nails, then you can't be MacGyver again, you know? You know, you gotta learn how these tools work, at, like doing things that they're maybe not made to do or um, maybe how they combine together with other tools and how can you, what, what can you do with a wrench and a hammer together? Well, maybe something that you couldn't do with each separately. And so thinking about your tools and what they can do and how, how they interact with each other, how they break together and, mashing them up enough to get yourself into a into a mess is in some ways in some ways we're describing the whole creative process it's why like five second projects i think was so successful because we gave some sort of cave some sort of little room for you to play in and say you have to use these two ingredients 
and and now to mix even more metaphors, um, my uh, my wife's been watching the show uh, Chopped, and I think I'm I think I'm saying the right show. But on this show, they give you um, they give you things to, that you have to use in your recipe. And what's the original one? What's the original show that did this? The, the Iron Chef, maybe Iron Chef. Thank you. So Iron Chef, they're like, you got to make this this like steak, but oh no, you got to put like um like fish scales in it or whatever they give you. Those are the things you need to do yourself. You have to put yourself into those situations and go, well, I got to make a dessert, but I also have to use garlic in it. How do I do that? How do I make a dessert still taste good and use garlic in it? Um, and, and getting yourself into those messes and getting yourself out elegantly is a lot of why people hire you. <laughs> Having those skills to go, well, it's got to look cool, but it also is heart medicine <laughs> and you're like oh no this gotta look cool and it's a, like a drug thing well cool now heart medicine man this is gonna be the coolest looking heart medicine so in in i'll stop with the dang metaphors because there's too many and <laughs> it's, i'm and, getting confused what we're talking <laughs> are we in the cooking show now and i'll uh i'll, I'll pass it off to chris because i think we might actually have some some decent internet for you buddy it's it's all or nothing over here. I'm gonna be giving Comcast another angry call. See if I can get one of the managers. When we said break stuff, I didn't mean your internet connection. I, for a second, I was like, "Oh, did cinema like processing get me?" But I, I had already stopped that a while back. By the way, there are a bunch of actual garlic desserts, so that's intriguing. So there you go. We, there you we, go. we got a whole new thing. Uh, well, Chris, I, I'm sorry we, we we got you cut off. We're, we're gonna wrap up. Uh, yeah, this I apologize. A little bit short, but I wanted to make sure if. Uh, there was anything anything else do you have a story maybe early on or recent of of something that you pushed that turned into something interesting or creative or or something you learned uh it's uh, for me it's general and honestly a lot of people can go and see me do that live and any of the recorded sgsgs or when the uh, eventual gsg season four pops on the um all the time it's like wait wait this looks cool this is interesting there's something weird here let's tinker with it. Let's break it. Let's push it too far. It's like, okay, we're going to use that at some point. And then at some point, go back and, and try and use it. But, you know, a, a lot of the time in this podcast, we've been talking about this through the lens of software. But honestly, I think it just, you know, it all comes down to don't push the limits of the software, push your limits. You think you can only do this thing up to this point, push it further. And it's not like you have to jump off the deep end, but, you know, just take that one step further than you did the time before. Hmm. That's yeah, good. I like That's that. That's good advice. I like that. And uh, yeah, the, I, I think the reason I bring up all these silly analogies is because if somebody out there is is into cooking or into music or into like uh, into working out or whatever, and you could bring an analogy to them and say like, well, when you when you can do ten push-ups, the goal is not to do ten more push-ups like the next time faster. The goal is now to either do like. 20 push-ups or the goal is to do push-ups with your feet on the wall to make them harder. And that's the goal. The goal is to like get to where you are and find that boundary and push, push yourself. Cause you won't find like, like Chris said, you won't find how, how much the, the bridge can hold until you break it. And so where is that for you? Where have you found your limit? Have you found your creative limit? Have you found your technical limit? And you you won't know, and none of us will know, unless we continue to push our boundaries creatively, uh, technically, um, all these things. So 
yeah, I, I think there's something here. Um, I definitely that that feeling of being uncomfortable and being able to get yourself out of a situation for me is one of those things I was so uncomfortable with when it first happened. But every time it worked and I'm like, wow, we all sat in a room, we come up with an idea to get around this and it worked. We were more confident the next time we did better work together and there's something there. So I'm glad you brought this up, Chad. Me too. That was, that was good. Um, well, let's wrap this one up. We'll make this a, a, a shorter one today. Unless anybody has anything else to add, uh, we'll wrap this one up. And I uh, just want to thank you again as we're getting toward the end of the year. This podcast has been really interesting. Uh, I know for I'm speaking for all of us, really interesting for us to talk about these topics. We always have fun coming up with these ideas and discussing them. And uh, we get a lot of feedback from you. Thank you for all the feedback over the year. And, um, and hey, don't forget, the sale is coming up. We rarely do a big sale like this. And if you've been looking at our tools, our products, our training, please go to gracegilgorilla.com slash sale. This is uh, December 12th for 24 hours only. We're going to have 40% off. Hope to see you there. Let us know in uh, uh, on our support page if you have any questions about that. We're all here waiting to answer all those questions. And um, with that... Um, uh, I, I would like to invite you to the very next Grayscale Gorilla podcast. I hope to see you there, and uh, I hope to see you. I hope to see you um, smiling. Really, I just I just want you to be happy. It's all I've ever wanted for you. From all of us here at Grayscale Gorilla Podcast, have a good week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.